The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. That's going to be a, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. We should have seen that one coming. Oh, he's gone again. He's actually gone. Okay. All right. So well, I wanted to again uh, point it out. This was Alex's idea to go back hello? to weekly. Right. So hello and welcome to an episode of Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Uh, oh, 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 Rossi decided to join us. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> After insisting we go back to weekly, he shows up late, and then when he showed up, he slammed his computer down and closed it and left, so I wasn't <laughs> sure he was coming back. Hi, Alex. Hi. I wasn't late, first of all. I was logged in at 2.01. So. That's, that's, that feels like 2.01 comes after 2 o'clock. Yeah, I could be wrong. But... <laughs> uh, so now the whole crew's here, and I, wanna, I need to start this off with something. Um, I just got off uh, another podcast that I was a guest on, uh, the Turn Four podcast. Did it suck? And uh, no, it was <laughs> wonderful. It was a wonderful experience. Um, Tim and Dan, great guys. Um, and they, right before uh, we like logged off, um, I was told. So they're 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 fans of the show. They listen. So hello, guys, if you are listening. And um, Dan told me that he was listening to our last episode while he was driving back, I think he said from Chicago, and he just stopped at a gas station, was going to buy a snack, and he said the snack that he was craving was pretzels. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh boy, damn, Dan. really? <laughs> okay, so I guess it's just me. Huh? He goes, well, no, you guilted me into getting like a pack of peanuts. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. I ruined this that's guy's even, snack. That's an even worse. You snack. ruined his trip. I did. You, I ruined the whole trip. You, the I, whole know, trip. I don't I even know, know what he was the, doing up there. I want to know the people that buy the, the single servings of planters peanuts. Like, who's I've never that? I feel like they only ever get bought in bulk and they end up like in like at craft tables or something where there's like a bunch of different snacks. Yeah, but who's choosing get. those? I've got, we've had them at the trailer. We've got those in like the no, I, snack. I understand, and they've been there since 2017. <laughs> Fair. Okay. Understood. Understood. I don't know. It's a hot day and you need some salt. And you're going to choose see. that over a chip of sorts? Well, yeah, it's healthier than a chip. Okay. I mean, maybe we're it's, splitting hairs here. It's not. 
but okay. You know, but you know what's healthier than a chip? focused on the important thing. Pretzels. Here. Pretzels you are healthier than chips. Dan's trip to Chicago. I ruined his return trip. Well, no, to I think I think his no, no, trip you, was already it, ruined. It, it just because... cascaded. It ruined the whole thing. Well, it was just ruined. like how your presence cascades and just ruins everyone's Correct. everything. Yeah, actually, pretty right, much okay. exactly like that. Yeah, we Copy. Actually, you're the sim of this story. We compared Tim <laughs> to something this weekend. And then Tim, his, his misery. Yeah, it was. I forget what it was. You're gonna have to be more specific. I'm miserable. No, <laughs> I think, oh no, we were talking to our friend Bobby, who we've we've mentioned um, on this podcast. You know about his. His, terrible uh, crafts player. Terrible, terrible uh, <laughs> value of money, ultimately. Um, Again, and... I went with him because you guys recommended him. <laughs> like... I don't bank with him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so he, he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, you have friends on that podcast. And we were like, oh, yeah, sometimes. And then something came up about Tim and, and our disdain of you and your existence and <laughs> having to associate with you on a weekly or biweekly basis. So, yeah. Real glad we're back to weekly, guys. This is fun. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Tim Tim missed this. Yeah. Um, although out so, real hard this morning. <laughs> funny, funny thing about uh Bobby and Alex. Um, so both of them came to me for sports betting advice this weekend. Now Alex is gonna say I never bet Wait, on sports. Hang on, I have to interrupt real quick. Was there a point to that story other than you wanted to, me to know that you guys were just mean to me when I'm not there, too? Nope. <laughs> that was the whole the whole story was just like, oh, yeah, we were talking about you. Yep. <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> I didn't tell that story. I was perfectly happy to talk about you behind your back and never tell you about it. Yeah, like Alex is the one. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely would prefer you talk about me behind my back so I don't have to hear it. <laughs> I don't you're know where welcome. this came from, where you're, you're supposed welcome. to like be upfront about it. No, if you have a mean thing to say about me, share it away from me. That's a very Alex thing to do and just say it straight to your face. But so, so I don't, I actually don't gamble on sports. And, and, and Alex says he doesn't gamble on sports. So when he was gambling this weekend, him and Bobby both asked me for advice. Bobby took my advice and made money. Alex ignored one piece of advice, I think. Yeah, you one of the th- yeah, and lost money. How what what happened with that game with the scoring thing, the 53? We lost that? Sure did. Wow. Okay. We, I'm lost, sorry. we lost it it both ways. Both ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. they yeah. didn't win. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I knew we were gonna lose the one way, but I thought we were gonna win the No. Oh. See, again, that's why. Uh, the whole point of gambling is it's stacked against you. You know that, right? <laughs> I mean, I, I won a hundred bucks on cornhole. So. Yeah, that's true. So that's this, this weirdly, that's a fifty-fifty proposition. <laughs> this weirdly reminds me of something that happened this morning. Um, I'm in a, a fantasy football league with a bunch of friends from high school, and in that is included my my ex girlfriend, and she has Aaron Rodgers on her team, and she texted this morning, goes, "What the hell happened? How did Rodgers get zero points?" And I'm I'm like so envious of whatever world she lives in where she didn't see <laughs> any of that. <laughs> like where where that none of that news or controversy at all penetrated into that world. And I just I wanna be there. I wanna That's know what so else funny. <laughs> like she's not seen. Alex, so speaking of fantasy football, uh I'm up to fifty fifty against George. He's got a couple players tonight, but he had a couple guys like really bed, and so I'm in with a chance. 
So you're saying there's a chance. That is so upsetting to me. I know. So I'm in a fantasy football league with Alex. I don't understand fantasy football, and I don't understand really football. And I just moneyballed yeah, no, it. You've talked about this before. Yeah, you yeah. just do the auto draft, right? Well, I don't yeah, actually auto draft. I just pretty much pick the every once in a while if I need a different guy. <laughs> but like for all intents and purposes, pretty I just moneyball it, and uh, I go on the numbers, and I finally learned how to like pick players up off the waiver. Is that a, is that yep. using the that right term? Like I finally learned how to do that. So like I'm having a pretty bananas year. I'm six and two. I'm leading the league. Uh, <laughs> so a lot I, of I'm. St- I'm similar in my knowledge of football, and I'm also leading the league six. Right, yeah. Six they they yeah. make emotional decisions, and that's just <laughs> not a good thing to do in this sort of scenario. So anyway, I'm up against George Steinbrenner the fourth uh, today or this weekend, and all my guys have played. He's got uh, it was a bye week for my quarterback, so I had my backup in there, so I wasn't going to be my strongest week, but I was at like thirty percent probability winning at one point yesterday, and I'm up to fifty because he's only got two guys left to play. Dude, my defense, New England defense, got 19 points for me. That's ridiculous. Saves like that that just got make a make a man. Yeah, happy. My my quarterback, it was his bye week, and my backup, or no, my quarterback's out. He should be back next week, and then my backup, it was his bye week. So I got love. I was like, oh, let's see, you know, he's gonna be a new quarterback. Nobody knows how to play against him. And no, he he was terrible. He got yeah, like, new ones like are points or something. Usually not great. Um, all right. Well, this is not a fantasy football podcast. Thank God. Although the show, the league is one of the best shows on TV. Yeah. That, that's a, that's why I joined a fantasy football league was that show was so good. Yeah. It, it kind of helped me jump on board too. All right. Well, we actually do have a lot of racing news. So what are we going to talk about first? The NASCAR championship, Max win in Mexico or the hilarious back and forth between Connor and Santino. I think we Instagram. should start. I think we should start with that one. No, okay. let's build up to that. Let's go. Let's go worst to best. So let's start with the F1 race. Yes. Over in um, turn one, boring. which I predicted. Uh, <laughs> I was watching with you and I said, Max is going to lead out of turn one and whoever leads out of turn one wins the race. Boom. Game over. So that was lame. Um, I, mean, I was really hoping that Perez was going to get Hamilton at the end there just to get him like higher up in his home race. But I'm happy he got a podium at his home race. That's pretty cool. I like the, the, uh, I like the radio communication. Yeah. I like the radio communication where Hamilton was asking in the middle of the race if he could switch it from what was it uh, to a two stopper from a one stopper, switch to a three from a two. Said, yeah, you can pit. You'll lose 11 spots, but you can if you want. <laughs> yeah, that's how that works. That's how yeah. that works. But like sometimes that still ends up being better in Formula One. It's crazy how that happens yeah. sometimes. Um, but yes, so that was not the most thrilling race, but a great result for uh, for Checo. I was super happy for him. Um, and then the NASCAR race was actually pretty entertaining. Uh, but let's talk about. Let's, should we talk about it? Yeah. Should we bring it up? Like we should I talk am, about it. I am so I'm so conflicted. I am 100% in the same boat. And why don't you explain what you're conflicted about? I am so conflicted that with the NASCAR playoff format and how it works, and we should talk about the Xfinity situation after this. Okay. you, You go into the final race, you got four drivers that are eligible to win. And every year since this format has been introduced that I have watched, which I think is say, Did we fact check this? We haven't. Okay. But like, we don't fact check. But, but James, everyone's, no, on this one, everyone's on the same page. Yeah, every, yeah everyone's Americans. The, 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 Even the, if it was like one time. The yeah. majority is is always this result. 
the top four guys that are in the championship four are the top four in the race, and they are the only ones fighting for the race win. And it is good, ultimately, I guess, but it's also infuriating. Like, why do you have everyone else? Number one. Number two, like, it's just so unrealistic. Like, that is not how motorsports work. Yes, you're the best four guys over the season. That's great. But, like, that doesn't mean you're What are you're the odds that you're Phoenix? also going to so be like, the no. best four at Phoenix? You think no. they're giving them an engine boost or something? 100%. A thousand percent. Yes. Okay. So James believes it more, but his is also <laughs> not a real percentage. So. Not a real percentage. Correct. Got it. Um, yeah, no, it is it is far too convenient and looks far too contrived. Now, does it end up being a good race? Yeah, because they're all running right up the front. And so you don't know who's going to win until like when there's a restart with 10 to go and they're running one, two, three, four at the restart. Yeah, that means you're probably you're going to watch. You don't know who wins. But uh, so, yeah, so I, I am torn because it, it does look so blatantly manufactured, but like it's also entertaining. So where do well, we find that That's line? what we brought up. Like I with 35 laps to go, like. I was stressed. Like I'm not. I yeah. I'm the horse in the race. <laughs> I don't really care. But like my heart rate was elevated. It was very entertaining. It was a good show. They yeah. have a good product. So I guess is it argue. is it the problem that they're they're trying to manufacture entertainment without owning up to it? Because like when SRX throws a yellow for entertainment value or does does stuff like that just purely no, to make it a more think, entertaining yeah, race, think, we're, we're okay that, with it when they do it. I know. I think what pisses me off is is it's the commentary on it, right? It's the 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 pretending like oh this crew chief and these guys are right. just so far superior and yeah. and you know they've been in this position it makes sense that they're leading in Phoenix it's like yeah. no it's it's not stop. it's not owning it yeah it's right. yeah kind okay. of so I it's think, yeah it's just up. the yeah if they yeah. came out ahead and they were just like hey we're gonna give the top four guys a boost because that's what matters but also like in okay. SRX they'll like throw a caution because some guys too far out in front but like they gave these four guys better cars yeah. You know, I mean, like it's it's even like further than it's like if there was <laughs> if one guy was leading by eight seconds with ten to go, and you throw a competition caution, awesome, no problem, all good. But like, <laughs> they literally gave them an unfair advantage so that the four of them got were running it, up front. It. It's a it just seems a little icky. But regardless, the right guy won. I thought Chase was going to do it because he's really good at Phoenix. Uh, Martin won there in the spring, so he had a really good shot. Really good at cars. Larson does the car thing pretty neat. He's a pretty good vroom vroomer. Yeah. 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 He's yeah. snazzy with the he wheel gets and pedals. from point A to point A real quick. Real fast. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but then I saw a bunch of stuff. <laughs> like, I think Jeff Gluck sent out something putting them on par with like Mario and AJ. And, and I think Tony Stewart said maybe he might be the best driver in the world. It, that, that felt like a little much. Yeah, no. it's, that's premature. No. That's premature. No, well, I think, well, I think here, putting here. him on the level of Mario and AJ is only because of, you know, you look at current modern day drivers that also drive on dirt and are successful. There isn't any. Correct. Right. So I think that's where that comparison comes from. It's not his. Right. His his legacy in NASCAR. You know, Jimmy and Jeff are more successful. It's not his legacy in anything other than the fact that he's winning in everything he competes in. Right. My only my only asterisk to that is everything he's competing in is like a lot more similar than all the cars yeah. that AJ and Mario were competing in. Yeah, right? Mario like, was an, was a world champion in F one. Like yeah, Mario Mario was winning in in dirt late models, sprint cars, NASCARs, Indy cars, yes. Formula One cars, sports cars. Okay. So like, 
Yes. I mean, he technically, was. he was winning in NASCAR no, cars. You're, you're, you're absolutely NASCAR right. Yeah, and and, hey, and Kyle so has <laughs> has way to go to, to achieve that. However, you can't argue the fact that it's more competitive now in all of these yep. different cars than it was yep. then. So I think what he is doing, the point that everyone's making is no one else in the modern era has accomplished. Uh, even close. Even close. Correct. Yeah. No, he's he's exceptional on on every level. And like, frankly, I'd love to see him do more because I think he did Daytona 24. He did with yeah. chip. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'd love to see him do more of that stuff. And I'd love to see, I mean, he he said in his post race interview that he's like getting sick and tired of people asking about the Indy 500. <laughs> so I hope he just shuts everybody up and comes and does it. And then that way they'll stop asking, but well, the right then, guy won. It was good. And James, right. you've talked about it before. I think on here, like, the cars are just so much different now than they were back then. Like you could jump series to series a lot easier back in the day back than, then, yeah. than you could now. Yeah. I mean, it's the cars is part of it, but it's also just the level of competition, right? I mean, nowadays everybody is so kind of like uniquely trained in their one area. There's a couple guys that bounce around, but even still like the sports car guys are great sports car drivers and the formula car guys are so good in a formula car and the stock car guys are so good in stock cars everybody's the 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 average level is just so much higher that it's a lot harder to not dedicate your entire you know existence to one of those disciplines and still be as successful as the people that do dedicate all of their existence to one of those disciplines so it's yeah Yeah. it's a it's a different it's a different thing i don't think we're ever going to see another mario quite like the way mario was but um but yeah but kyle's as close as we've seen lately and it's it's pretty cool to to watch so speaking of the right guy won, we obviously agree that Kyle was the right guy to win the cup championship. Ten, that was his 10th race yep. win in the season out of control. Bananas. That's that, that's that how he only had six race wins in his previous 253 cup starts. And then he won 10 this year is pretty amazing. So Bananas. Um, did the right guy win the Xfinity championship? I don't think so. Great question. Great question. And I think it all comes to, so, all right. So backstory, um, Daniel Hemrick won the race at Phoenix in a very, I mean, brilliant race, like oh, well. 100% deserved to like, Did not great job in the race. Yep. So interesting um, that the top two guys fighting for the championship were one, two in that race, but you know. I, I also think the third, one of the other guys was like third or fourth. They were all up there. Oh. Um, it's just a- AJ had a loose wheel and that's the only reason he wasn't up there. He probably would have been there too. Um, but so it, he won the race, which won him the championship, but it was his first race win in Xfinity. In fact, and it was his first race win in the NASCAR pro level series. Cause he had not yet won a race in the trucks. Either. Tim, are you listening to this? <clears throat> a little bit. Okay. So well, we I don't really need to pay attention. Opinion. All right. I'm paying attention. The person that won the Xfinity championship, his first race win in NASCAR series yeah levels. was that was that race was that right. race so, which won him the championship so how does that even happen so how is he even eligible playoffs so the way the playoffs work right if you win a race you're automatically in but if less than 16 drivers win a race it goes based off the regular season series points so he was always running competitively and he had a couple races that like you could argue he could have won or should have won but ultimately didn't and so he made it into the playoffs on points. He survived each of the elimin- elimination races on points and made it to the championship finale where he won the race and thus the championship. So, yeah, that's <clears throat> weird. 
So here, so okay, what it comes down to fundamentally is like whether you buy into the playoff system, right? Because Mm -hmm. the whole reason the playoff system is good, quote unquote, excuse me, is because you can have an underdog story, right? Some of the greatest Super Bowls are the ones where like some team like made it there, no one knew how, the dominant the wild card, the wild card, the big underdogs, and they pull off an upset, right? Like people, sports fans love an upset, right? That's essentially yeah. what this was. It's just such a new concept to motorsports mm-hmm. that you know, like it's it, you see it in individual races. Like, I mean, this is maybe not a great example. Well, I mean, man. So I was gonna say, like, when Dan won his second five hundred, right? He was in like a smaller team, and <clears throat> but like obviously he's already won it. He's a very accomplished guy, whatever, whatever. That was kind of an upset. <clears throat> um you know, beating all the big guys and people love that. And there's all these different stories in other sports. Yeah. I mean, we loved it when Fernando got bumped. Like, (laughs) I mean, I'm serious. Like that was, yeah, yeah. it's a, (laughs) it's a story. Yeah. You're right. Um, yeah. When, when Kyle Kaiser bumped Fernando Alonso, that was an upset, you know, that was a big deal. So, uh, so it, it really, do you support the playoff format? Do you support the upset? possibilities here's, and in here's that the case, thing here's the thing he, he I support, played the rules to the rules he, he won it so i support the playoff format because it is entertaining and i get that ultimately we are an entertainment business entity okay and that's fine i feel like there's got to be a slightly different and i have no idea what it would be but a slightly different eligibility requirement it can't just be if 16 guys didn't win a race then 16 guys aren't in the fight for the playoffs. You got, I feel like you've got to win a race to get into the fight. You can't, you can't okay. get into the NFL playoffs with an under 500 record. I mean, you can. Well, but it's, well, it's, I was going to say, dumb. you have a certain number of playoff spots to make the format work, right? Otherwise, it, teams are getting yes. a, a well, buy, yes. right? No, but you do because you, you, right, because you have different divisions and you have different, you have bye weeks, okay? And you have, you have that leading into the playoffs and that's a big factor in home field advantage and all that stuff. That doesn't exist in motorsports. It's not like because, um, Austin Sindrick won the most races in the season. He gets to, to skip two races and he doesn't have to fight his way in and his team can, you know, rest and prepare and he can focus on race number X. And these people are having to do a last chance qualifier to try and get into the playoffs. Like, I wonder if, so that what should I have to like, exist. You should have to fight your way in. You shouldn't just be able to, Oh, well, no one, no one in the series is really good enough to win he, enough races, but he, but he did. Good. No, 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 for sure. Obviously that's not what we're saying. We, he, he, he's got it. He's obviously done a lot of things right to get this championship. This is not in any way, you know, uh, on hammering. Um, you know what? I'll go ahead and on him. I didn't watch a single race. Shut I just, up. Yeah. But so, he he did fight his way in. If anything, it was harder for him to get in because he didn't win a race. So he had to do it on points and consistency. And the big difference, right, Alex, is in football, every game, you win or you lose, right? In racing, you that's not how yeah. it works, right? You win or you come second. Like, second's not winning, but it's still pretty good. And if you're consistently second, why do you not deserve to be in the playoffs? But the guy that was like, 28th in points in the regular season but won the talladega race because it was just a wreck and a show and he just got out in front by luck why does he get to be in the playoffs from the guy that was consistently up front but just never got that checkered flag it's a pretty good argument you know what i mean so i see what you're saying but it's just a different it's I, there's yeah it's just a different element you know there's just too many it's just a different sport and it's just weird 
And so in, in 33 races, he had nine podiums. Okay. Okay. So fine. It's pretty good. Not bad. Let me compare that to Austin Sindrick. Yep. Hey, we're not talking race wins. Okay. Yes. We're just purely talking top three. Here. Top three. Austin Sindrick had 17 podiums. Well, that's just aggressive. That, that's he podiumed more than half the time. He podiumed more than half the time and had five race wins. And we know that you know winning races doesn't guarantee you a championship in NASCAR. But the fact of the matter is, this guy was equally as consistent, if not twice as consistent, and got checkered flags. Okay, And right. is, not, is not able on his resume... His future sorted. He's fine. Everything's going to be great. But he's not able to say in 2021 that he was the Xfinity champion. And I think that's... Yeah, that's but wrong. okay. The counter on that, if you win every game and get to the Super Bowl and lose the Super Bowl, you, you're still not the Super Bowl champion. A lot of 15 and one teams still lost the Super Bowl. Right. <laughs> and again, people love again, that story. Again, you're playing, you're, you're playing against one other team. So you pretty much have a 50-50 chance if you make it to the Super Bowl. Okay, he mm. has a one well, in one in thirty four chance. Well, no, because he had a one in four chance. He only had okay, to beat well, three other guys. <laughs> well, I guess that's why they do it, because right. At least yeah. he he yeah. still had to pay. He still had to get through two eliminations once he got in, okay. and so like you know the the one thing. Look, I'm I'm I totally see your point, and I don't disagree that it's weird, and maybe there's an adjustment there, but like the he did it. He did what he needed to do, a, and so I, I respect question. that. Here's a question. Do you not think in cup there is more, you've got a bigger sample size of drivers that are capable, drivers and teams, I should say, and budgets that are capable of winning the championship versus what you have in Xfinity? Yes. yes. I think, I think in the same right. extent though, in the same extent you're there and this might play to their argument a little bit and work against you, especially the further down you go in Xfinity and then even more so in trucks. There are fewer and fewer drivers that are capable of winning at each level, right? Sure. Every time you move up, the sure. field just gets deeper, okay. deeper, deeper, right? So you're a lot more likely to have 16 race winners in a cup se season than you would in an Xfinity season. So is the point that you have 16 people eligible for the playoffs in cup, but you have 12 or 10 eligible in Xfinity? I think that's yeah. going to keep it consistent. Okay. Well, it's not, it's not the same. You're comparing apples to oranges. Because you don't have the teams that are capable. So you're not going to, in NASCAR, you're going to have race winners. And you're going to have the underdog guys that make it. You, ha you have the Michael McDowell's yeah, who, Mike yeah, right, yep. who, who get into the playoffs. And great, that's awesome. They're still the underdog story that exists. It's not your, your Penske's, your Gibbs, and your Hendricks that are in, in, in those positions or fighting for it. So I, I guess your, your like change that you would lobby for is, if you don't have a win, you're not eligible. You're not. You're not in the playoffs. And and if you don't have 16 people with a win, then you don't have 16 people competing for it. I think so. And I don't James, think. You're, I, don't th you I don't think. I don't think it's asking too much to win a championship. You gotta to to, to be eligible. You gotta win a race. Like I, I don't. I don't think that's a crazy crazy thing. So counterpoint. And again, this is just plain devil's advocate. The reason the playoffs were created was in 2000 and something. Ryan Newman well, we did won. Our research before this. Ryan Newman, early 2000s. Ryan Newman won like eight races that year. Guy was unstoppable. 
Matt Kenseth won one race, won the championship. He was consistent. Ryan had a lot of DNFs. He was always up there, a lot of top fives, a lot of top tens. He only won one race, and he was the cup champion. So in that season, you would have looked at him and been like, well, he won a race, so I guess it's okay, even though the guy that won eight races didn't win the championship, and that was before a playoff system. So he was just consistently better throughout the season. Hemrick only won one race. It was the one that mattered, a little bit different. Okay. I so think I think is, the re- my point is I, 13 people 13 I just went through it 13 people won races in the 2020 individual people won races in the 2021 Xfinity Championship. I think 13 is enough to go into the playoffs with. So again, so it it's marketing uh, from a marketing standpoint it's tough, right? If you've got a playoff format and all of a sudden like one year there's 15 people, one year there's 12, one year there's 16, like it's messier, right? Like it's a single elimination for the first elimination race. Only one guy is going home. Like it's not, it's not really as good of a story, right? Is it a good story about what happened on Saturday? I mean, I mean, we've been talking about it for 15 minutes. Objectively. Yeah. Yeah. You could say that it is. (laughs) I mean, I mean, when's the last time we've even discussed Xfinity beyond Sage Karam doing it. (laughs) Fair. Who finished 25th, by the way, on the weekend. Good job, Sage. Um, The other things, other thing I wanted to mention was that I feel like in the last, two years at least they've made a much bigger deal about the quote regular season champion so like if you're an nfl like division title winner like that's a big deal and that's celebrated i feel like for a long time in the playoff format nobody really cared about the guy that ended the play went in the regular season in the points lead um where now you get like a trophy and you get some sort of recognition so it was actually aj allmendinger that won that in xfinity um so great season for him congrats aj um, it wasn't even Cindric who was the regular season champion, right? So, I, I mean, any of those guys are have the right to be there, you know. I guess where was no. where was Hemrick? Where was Hemrick in the regular season championship? All I know is that going into the championship twelve, he was third. Okay, so he's probably third in the regular season points then. Oh no, sorry, sorry, no. you say going to the twelve? Yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Wow, I can't believe that's not like easy to find. Remember when you said they make a bigger deal about it? Well, like I know who the winner was. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know where he finished in the regular season championship, but I imagine with that kind of record, it was okay. And so, yeah, no, I, like again, he's he, he's obviously more than capable of winning a championship, and he did the job when it mattered the most. So, right, I'll it's just whether or him. not you think that's the right. Playoff I, just, I don't system know. And, I don't know. Yeah, I, mean, and, and, I, mean, I totally just, see your we're, point. We're just comparing it to Kyle, right? Kyle won so, ten races and, and won the championship, and like, cool. Like, but makes, if he hadn't, right? Sense. Like, if Truex had done it, had won it with two race wins or whatever he had, or no, sorry. So Chase had only two wins this year, and they're both on road courses. And let's say he goes to Phoenix yeah. and just waxes them. Yeah. Is he a more deserving? I guess, but I see. Yeah, I see your point. I see your point, fans. What do you think? Why don't you tell everybody what you guys think about? Alex's, you must win to be eligible. And the underdog story comes from, you know, whoever wins Talladega or Daytona. <laughs> right. Well, so you, you can speaking... either agree or disagree. I don't mind. But we need to talk about um, something else in racing. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling, the collide of football pads, the squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. 
But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. <laughs> oh, God. Here we go. So there was a... <laughs> Tim, no, Tim's this, smile is this so actually big. this actually I love, I love this it. actually started having nothing to do with these two individuals. It was actually kind of a thing about me, kind yeah. of a slight at me, and really the entire IndyCar paddock. Right. Um, about well, yeah, let's, how, how so yeah, how Paul we Tracy. Is, how we as racing drivers in in the IndyCar series are not interesting enough to have a reality television show akin to Drive to Survive that F1 has. And the reason for that is because we're all too nice and there's not, you know, people fighting each other on pit lane, which I must say doesn't happen in F1 either. Yeah. That, that was a point. A lot of When's big the buddies. last time you saw a brawl in F1? A lot of big buddies. Carlos Sainz and Lando <laughs> Norris are like best pals. Um, Lando and Lewis are buddies. Um, Pierre and Yuki are best friends. Vettel and... Um, everybody. Everybody. So there's a lot of like. I mean, you got noted actually, bad there, boy actually, Daniel Ricardo. There's actually yeah. <laughs> an entire an entire Instagram account dedicated to bromances in F1. Right. Yeah. Right. So. So the the premise is already bull. The premise is completely bull. But this it's, person said that we are not at all interesting, and that I and, and part of it is because we're all we're all friends away from the racetrack and whatever whatever. There's no rivalries. There's no people. And it was called out because it's like there's no one like AJ Foyt or Paul Tracy left who like will play the villain or whatever. Which is a hundred percent why Paul pay- posted that, just because it was talking about how great he was. I mean, it wasn't. It, they were just okay, fine, whatever. Who cares why he posted it? But anyways, there was a picture of me, and it was like, oh, Alex is the only one that could potentially be interesting enough because of how miserable he is all the time. And it's like, <laughs> it's fine. I don't mind that. I, I accept that. That's it's totally, totally good. So I, I found that I funny. Mean, I will say though, um, Alex, you're you're one of my best friends. I don't think you'd be that interesting on a reality show because like do you I. don't really let a lot of drama in your life outside oh, of the track. Well, like I would be terrible. It, it would be like, show. oh, on the next episode of uh, Drive to Live, the IndyCar ripoff, Alex goes to bed at 9.15. Yeah, Wait, Alex. <laughs> Alex. Alex is trying to figure out why the why 
you know, his computer has slowed down overnight and he's not making as many Chia <laughs> coins as he was yesterday. Like that's, that's the drama that happened in my life. Alex walked out the front door and turned right to walk the dogs instead of left. So let's see what happens next. So anyways, <laughs> what then began to unfold in the comment section of this. Post, oh yeah. Right. I actually forgot why we started that. Is, is mind blowing to me. So James, <laughs> Why don't did it you... keep going? Oh, it kept going. It did. It I actually did. haven't. Ke- I haven't followed. So, guys. So, guys, if you if you don't know what we're talking about, there was a a post. Um, someone commented on on Paul's post, and our good friend Santino Ferrucci responded. And his this this is all quotes, guys. These are all exact quotes. It's boring, but CD, i.e., Connor Daly is a wuss and only there because you know who can't wait to be back next year. So none well, of this article had anything to do with Connor or Santino. And like, let's also point out that it said can't want to be back next year. Cause he doesn't proofread his stuff, but yeah, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> so then Connor responds with at Santino Ferrucci. I am wildly curious as to who that might be. Fill us in a wise wizard of the sport which is uh, interesting. Santino then responds, all jokes aside, you're the wizard, my guy. And it goes on and on and on about yeah. Santino talking a bunch of <laughs> Connor responding also talking. <laughs> but I just find it absolutely fascinating that we got to witness a dick swinging contest <laughs> on, of all people, Paul Tracy's Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> he was the king dick swinger of us all (laughs) yeah and uh yeah in terms of everybody being friends i mean how many times have we on santino on this podcast i can't i can't find the thing anymore oh okay yeah connor's connor's last response look kid if there's one thing i don't have to do in my life it's defend any part of my career to someone who got kicked out of racing in an entire continent by the fia for being an idiot (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i I think the whole premise is is a a bullshit argument like we said because it's not like there were big brawls in f1 anyways and then the other thing is there is a good amount of drama in indycar i mean this is an example uh there's there's drama after races between between connor and santino anybody who watched I think I think we're all the winners at home. Uh, legitimately, though, I, I, I would think pay Connor, per view for I think that. Connor probably wins that. Actually, I don't know. Can Connor fight? Can Santino though? Like it would be the it would be the worst lot fight of, ever. Lot of slapping. Yeah. <laughs> it would be it would be kind of like Takuma Sato and Bourdais fight in Toronto three or four years ago. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I forgot Everyone, about that. Uh. Yeah, but I would I would pay per view to watch that fight. I don't know the the whole thing is just ridiculous. Yeah, the point is you guys want to chime in on uh, on Instagram. You want to add some comments? Yeah, I mean, it's, I guess I did find out just going through it, and Paul even jumped in. He's like, "Finally, some hate. Let's get a show on YouTube." <laughs> <laughs> I'd pay to watch that. I would only well, pay if it was a fight. <laughs> like, I don't want. I don't know. I don't think that could end any other way if those two were put in the same room together with a camera. 
But yeah, I mean, I don't think you need fighting exclusively to make a good, because again, drivers survive. It's, I mean, it's about fighting on track and it's about like fighting for your job. Like more of the drama came from like, sorry, I'm saying like a lot, came from when Daniel was leaving Red Bull for Renault and the fighting between the teams and stuff. Um, anyway, that's, uh, that's either here nor there. There is one other thing that I want to chat about, although we didn't go through our list today. There was Apple TV remotes was on it. I don't know if you want to, if you want to tackle that one, Alex. Sure don't. Okay. We'll <laughs> do that one another time. Uh, uh, do you want to talk about storming the field, Tim? Cause you I sent can, that I to the save, chat. I can save it for another time. All right, cool. So then let's go straight to uh, a new podcast guys. There's a new podcast that is being, um, <laughs> uh, let me tell you, it brings you great stories and amazing insights and a lot of laughs from the people on and off track in extreme E. Now, let me just say, <laughs> I already have a lot of issues with this, but the biggest issue I have is that they named it off track. <laughs> <laughs> so, First of all, <laughs> you're going to take a series that nobody watches. I, that, I actually was I was about to ask what is Extreme E because I don't right. I don't know. Exactly. L- let me tell you. Extreme E is a joke. It's Extreme E is a series where you have an all-electric um dune buggy like off-road type truck, right? Okay. It's, it's made by the same people as Formula E, but it's a dune buggy is a perfect way Doom buggy is a perfect way to explain it. Yeah, it's a doom buggy. Yeah, it's it's, it's not it's not like like if you compare it to what Alex is going to race Baja, it would it like think of like the tender to a no, super yacht. No, That's what the difference. Of, think would of be. think of a, a monster dingy. truck to a Chevy SS. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So to a Ford Ranger. So it's it's all electric, and they 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 have a they have a good intention. And it's to highlight, you know, climate change and the need to be, uh, you know, uh, conscious of pollution and whatever. Uh, so they're electric. They go to all these parts of the world that are greatly affected by climate change. They go to the jungle. They go to the Arctic. They go to the desert, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it's cool because it's two drivers. It's like kind of a rally style. The, the format I don't entirely understand. Um the tracks are like six miles long, and I think they do laps, but I don't really understand how it works. The, the, the racing is weird. The intention is good. They're trying to bring awareness good. to parts of the world that are impacted by climate change. That part is great. Right. The They're trying to, is, they do that by shipping in an entire fleet of vehicles and people to trample around. And 747s, yes. Correct. Um they, I, I like the two. There's two drivers. One's male, one's female. It's, like, a, it's some, like pl- taking a private jet to a climate conference, right? To to a Greenpeace <laughs> yeah, yeah, conference, yeah. right? So yeah, so maybe maybe a touch hypocritical. Maybe there's something about their logistics that we don't know. But like on paper, it doesn't look awesome. Um, you can't have any spectators because they're in the middle of nowhere. Um, like in the, the nobody. I, I've watched a grand total of I think 13 minutes combined in the last two seasons of the television broadcast. Because it's not particularly entertaining. And I mean, this might be bad to say, like our team has a team in that series. Uh, but it's I don't know. I don't find it I don't find it entertaining. I don't think they've watched many minutes of it. I don't think they have at all. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know anyone from our team that's actually been to one of those. But anyway, 
So, so they decided to make uh, a podcast to give all these insights into a series nobody knows about, uh, and they just completely ripped off our name. Um, so, and and here's the thing: I'm not saying maybe they don't listen to to our podcast, right? That's I'm sure they do. Possible, but like, you could Google it. You could like yeah. I, when we when we chose off track. We Googled it first. We spent a lot of time actually <laughs> like, yeah, looking you know, at and like we there a were couple different names. Yeah, there, there were was a one... couple different podcasts, but like one of them hadn't put anything at like the most recent episode was like five years ago or something. And I think it was, was it? a music podcast. Right. right? <laughs> and then so, yeah, this happened before Jamie podcast. Little did. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Jamie Little did her uh her podcast, which is also called Off Track. So guys, I mean, I think we've always known we were trendsetters, but now it's almost getting a little weird. <laughs> It's I just weird can't how wait much to like have to like go this. back and delete this episode when you guys both go and do Extreme E next year. No, what's awesome, <laughs> what's awesome is the fact that when you Google Off Track Racing Podcast, like theirs will come up first. No, they're just gonna get absolutely smothered by everything that we are doing. So that's kind of <laughs> kind of cool. Like I type in Off Track Podcast, and and obviously we're the first like ten things that come up. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't just like trying to get your own audience. Twitter. I don't think it. I just don't think it benefits them. That's all. Yeah, that's, no, that's the if, point. Like it's going to be hard for them to get an audience. Right. If it's like, yeah, tune into our podcast about racing called Off Track. Everyone's going to end up here. And you know what? Rich, thanks, Welcome guys. to a much better and more entertaining podcast than anything you would have heard on the other track thing, whatever it's called. Anyway, that's that's our little rant. But yeah, Im- imitations are greatest form of flattery. But I honestly don't think they did this intentionally. They just literally did zero research. It's just it, it we it's so difficult to not do that. Like it's so oh yeah, it would be so it's hard, so for hard me to not do that to do it this way. Correct, correct. <laughs> you had to actively you had to be so lazy at your job. You had to try so hard to not do it right. Yeah, and here we are. Well, it's good. It's a good omen for how it's gonna go. Uh, if you guys want us on your podcast, we're good. Don't bother. Um, <laughs> unrelated, and we're going to wrap up here. Alex is going to VI. No, you're going to Road Atlanta for Petit Le Mans. Good luck. Have fun. And because you wanted a weekly show, we'll be back next week to talk all about it. Oh, and James, where can we listen to your uh, you were you're on Turn Four podcast? Yeah, Turn Four uh, Turn Four podcast. I don't know. If, I don't think it's. I think that's all you need to look up. Let me just... Yeah. Well, until <laughs> Extreme E takes that too. Yeah. Yeah. Until the new Extreme <laughs> E podcast. They don't even have turns. But yeah, I just can't wait for, for Extreme E's Joe Rogan experience. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, turn four podcast. Uh, Tim and Dan, great guys. If you want to, if you're an IndyCar fan and you want to tune into that, uh, or I think just racing fan, I think they cover it all. But um, except Pocono. Well, yeah, fair. Good. Good point. Way to ruin that. (laughs) Thanks for listening, guys. And um, I guess we'll see you next week because Alex is a masochist. Um, Next week's going to be tough for me as it might be you you, you too. (laughs) You made it one week. I hate you so much. One week. For so many reasons on so many levels. (laughs) I mean, I could do Monday. Maybe. We'll figure it out. (laughs) Good to see y'all. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. 
Keep in contact with us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is at AskOffTrack. Or you can follow us individually. We're at Hinchtown and at Alexander Rossi. If you want to follow Thim, though we have no idea why you would, he's at the Tim Durham. We really need to get that changed to at producer Thim. The music you heard today is by Ryan Dan of Holland Patton Public Library. Off Track with Hinch and Rossi is produced by Tim Durham. And by that I mean Thim. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.